If you are somebody who wants to know how to use the LinkedIn platform more effectively, in this particular video, we're going to be going over some tips and tricks, some really basic things to use LinkedIn more effectively to enhance your career. Maybe it's to pick up a new role. Maybe it's to grow your organization. Maybe it's to grow your business. Uh, maybe it's to become an authority, more public speaking, whatever that might be in terms of your goals. Uh, let me know in the comments if you've got a very specific goal. Luke is here in the studio. Massive shout out to Luke for his help. Uh, in the studio with us this morning and also to Vanessa. She's quickly racing back to her office. She's going to sit and post links if we need them uh, and if they're required. And um, and Luke is just getting that board ready. So if you've got a specific question about how to use LinkedIn more effectively, I'm going to go over some of the things that I've found in terms of getting better reach, uh, what's important, what to use, what not to use, how to use it more effectively, uh, just from my experience. So I haven't had any formal training in terms of how to use LinkedIn. I'm just getting in and I'm experimenting with it every day. I've been doing that on an ongoing basis. Look, the first thing is that it's really important to acknowledge right now and to be communicating. If you want to use LinkedIn more effectively and more often, it's important to take some of your conversation out of the platform. So yes, you can engage a heap more on the platform, but it's really important to be telling your existing network first and foremost that you exist on LinkedIn and that you're active on LinkedIn to encourage other users to come onto the platform. So if you do have an email list, if you have regular customers that you talk to, if there are regular you know, clients or net people that you network with, it's important to be communicating as part of maybe an elevator pitch that you are active on LinkedIn. Hey, let's connect on LinkedIn and start looking to find those people on LinkedIn and commenting on the things that they're doing or liking the things that they're doing. So it is re reciprocity is an important part of LinkedIn and it's an important part of uh, more about say giving, for example, than taking, <coughs> excuse me. So that's the first thing because you've got your existing network and yes, you can expand your network, but it's then really important to be considering, okay, who can I bring into the network and who do I already know that knows me personally that can engage with me? So if you look at my profile, you'll see that people that I speak to on a regular basis engage with me on a regular basis on LinkedIn. And that's probably the first thing that's important if you are just starting out, that bringing your existing network of friends and family and work associates and business associates into the platform and, and starting those smaller conversations because it's then... Once people see those conversations taking place and the commenting and the liking and the, and the back and forth, then, then people will join in on that conversation because people like to know it's like there's a party. If you hear a party in a particular location or you hear something exciting going on, then you want to go, going to go over into that location and check out what's happening. So that's the next point that I think is really important for you guys to be considering when you're thinking about the LinkedIn platform from a social perspective. LinkedIn is very quickly and, and, it's, and it's accelerating very quickly. It's moving away from being, you know, a LinkedIn profile. This is my career history. These are my qualifications. These are the skills that I have. You know, those are all the categories that are part of your profile. And it's important now to acknowledge that LinkedIn is moving very moving away from being a plus that people use for checking somebody out in terms of their career, their suitability for a role. Yes, it's important to make sure that data and that criteria is up to date, but it's difficult to validate. Uh, it, it is difficult to validate somebody's history and the content that is in each of those fields. I'm working on the assumption that you have been through all of each of the fields is correct, your education experience, any training that you've done. I'm assuming that all of that's correct. We're talking about the social side of LinkedIn. It's moving very quickly. Like I hardly ever look now at 
individual people. I don't look at their experience. I might look at their current company. Maybe I'll look at their previous company, but I'm not going to go through all their work history. I just simply don't have time. So I'm going to be looking at their title. I'm going to be looking at their name. And I'm going to be, more importantly, I look at the frequency of their posting and the value to me of what they're posting. So when we talk about the concept of like getting more connections and getting more people involved, followers, if you like, people follow you because you give them value. So you've got to be giving value. So LinkedIn and any social platform is about giving. Yes, you can go in and comment and yes, you can go in and like, but unless you are creating original content that's your content or create curating valuable content, then it's, no one's going to follow you. Because they're like, right, I want to check in with, you know, any of the people that have just commented. So the amazing Anne McGowan has just come onto the LinkedIn um, live stream here and she's just posted a comment. Anne posts really great comment specifically focused on a core area of skill set where she can add, add some value. She helps people with mindset. She helps people with, you know, if you're in a funk or if you're in a FUD, you can go and check out some of Anne's comments. And so people will check in and say, oh, I wonder what Anne's up to today. I wonder what lesson, little lesson she's teaching today. So in terms of LinkedIn, more than some maybe Instagram or maybe more than TikTok or, or Facebook, those other platforms, specifically LinkedIn in terms of the content that you're creating and posting for your followers, it needs to be educational. And so we always ask the question of best practice, is, the, is what I'm about to post, is it educational, is it inspirational, is it motivational, and is it informative? I use those three things. So when you're creating a post, you need to look and think about your followers. Think about the people that are. So I've thought about you guys today. I've been looking at the people I've picked up to from and I've gone, okay, why are those people following me? How can I help those people? What are they interested in? Why did they connect with me? I've been connecting in a particular new network uh, that I've reached, recently joined into. And I said, okay, great. I'm going to do a session this morning to help those people get more connections, more followers, more outreach. And we need to be mindful like why? Is it for the fame and for fame or fortune? So it's obviously about career and career. One thing we don't often all talk about is money. There's a bunch of people out there that are unemployed right now. And a bunch of the people that have recently followed me, they're unemployed. They're looking for tips and tricks to improve themselves, to do self-development, to improve their value so that they're more valuable than the next person in terms of going for job interviews or, or looking to try and find a job or more importantly, starting their own little micro small business and starting to grow. And so today I was like, okay, what can I do to help you guys? So, so in terms of getting more engagement, it is important to think about what your specific personal goal is right now. Do I need to find a job? Do I need to grow my business? Do I need to find more customers? So it's not necessary about, you don't need more followers. If you need more followers, why do you need more followers? You need more followers because you need to be positioned as an authority. Well, if you need to be positioned as an authority, start by being the authority and then the followers will come afterwards. Keep speaking about the topic and teaching the topic and talking about the topic and starting conversations on the topic that you are the specialist in, that you have knowledge in, and that you're con constantly consuming more knowledge. Start speaking about those topics. Then the followers will come along because your unique audience will find you. They will, you will start joining in on conversations and adding that commentary and adding to that conversation your viewpoints, your opinions, your points of view, and if they are positive and they help people, they're helpful to people, then more people will follow you and you'll get more reach and more people will talk about you because they'll say, hey, 
Joe talks about this great content. I found it really informative. I see that you have the same problem. Check him out. And that word of mouth referral. So word of mouth referral still applies in social media content. And the more that you can activate word of mouth referral, the more that you will spark things going viral, for example. So if you look at my YouTube channel and you look at some of the videos that have got hundreds of thousands of views on the YouTube channel, they are from word of mouth referral. They are from per people copying the link and emailing it out to groups of people and then those people coming in and watching that video because that person has seen that they know a group of people that have a problem or a challenge. They email the link or post the link into other groups of people and they come in and watch those videos. Okay, so please um, take the opportunity if you are watching live on LinkedIn or if you are checking out what's happening uh, here in this live stream on YouTube, please let me know where you're watching from. The objective of this exercise is to help you leverage LinkedIn more effectively and grow your audience, grow your business as a result of that, or grow your level of authority. So there's a couple of things. There's one thing I want to talk about, which with regards to LinkedIn specifically, I want to give you a tactic on how to post right now to get more reach. So if you like this, please hit that like button in terms of what I'm about to say. Right now, and when I say right now, I mean right now in the last couple of weeks, it's more effective to not post external links on LinkedIn. So <clears throat> if you're going into the app on your phone and you're going to post a link, posting inside LinkedIn, links inside LinkedIn or internet links inside LinkedIn go more effectively than external links. The algorithm is penalizing you if you post an external link. So say, for example, you recorded a YouTube video, you copied the link of the YouTube video, you went into LinkedIn, you open the app, you post the link, you type the copy, and then you, then you click share. What you will find is you will be penalized over sharing that specific video inside the platform. So if you have the raw footage, if you have the edited video, posting the edited video inside the platform is going to be more effective than an external link. LinkedIn is trying to keep people inside the platform. Excuse me. So it's really important right now to understand that. Watch what's happening with the platform. LinkedIn are investing very heavily in news editors and curating their own news and checking their own news because it's a professional platform. So the teams of news editors or news at LinkedIn is growing very quickly. And so what that means to me is that they want to keep people inside the platform. They want to be and, and they are monetized from advertising. So the longer you stay on the platform and the more that you scroll through your social feed, the more ads will get served to you, the more money that LinkedIn makes. So that's the goal. It's a commercial platform. Yes, I get that it's free for the most part, but that is something that I need you to understand is that your goal is to help LinkedIn with their goal, which is to keep people inside the platform, help LinkedIn with their goal, which is to keep people watching consume and consuming videos, and then help keep people inside and active on the platform so that it's a win-win for everybody. So I want to just give you a really quick hack, if you like, in terms of how to post a do a post that includes a picture that is going to go really well. Pictures posted from the camera roll. I'll start that again because Luke's going to video this for a post. Um, pictures posted on LinkedIn from the camera roll on a mobile device go more effectively than pictures that are posted from a desktop machine. So if you're on a laptop or a computer, you're gonna be more successful in your post if you share the photo. If you can take the photo live using the LinkedIn app, it's gonna go even better. So if you are doing videos or if you are posting videos, post from a mobile phone, the video, so record the video on an iPhone or record the video on a laptop, bring it across onto the iPhone into the camera roll and post from the camera roll. 
Now, when you frame up that particular post and, and thinking about the order of events, one, write the copy first. Two, put in any hashtags. Then three, post the photo in that particular order. If you post, and the same applies for links, if you do need to post a link and ideally writing a blog post, so copying the text from a blog post, posting it as a PDF or document inside your LinkedIn account and then getting the unique URL for that. So when you're looking at that URL, again, write the copy of the post, put in the hashtags, then post the original LinkedIn link. And that type kind of post posted in that order is going to go far, far more viral than any other post that you're going. So the, the worst thing you can do right now is post the link first then write the copy and then post the hashtag. So it's got to be in that order. We've been experimenting, A-B testing, the order of how we actually build the post and we're finding that that's going more effectively. That's going to get a better organic reach to your existing followers. Now, something that I've noticed recently is that people have been chasing impressions or views of posts. And I know there are people that follow me that do this, that it's really important to understand this high-level principle. What is the job that you were paid to show up and do? The job you're paid to show up and do is talk about what you're a specialist in, either continuing to talk about you know, the new things, and I'm talking about some different stuff now than I usually do, something like LinkedIn, for example, because I'm trying to help you. So people are going to come and get more LinkedIn content from me, how to post videos on YouTube, how to do Instagram, how to do TikTok, how to do social media, how to do marketing to help your organization and business grow because I do a lot of that for our business. We don't sell that service. I'm just here to help you guys because I'm passionate about your customers, your customers having a better experience. But what, what I've noticed people in the last couple of weeks doing is, post, is tagging other people who have large followings in a LinkedIn post. Now, sure, that's going to get you a heap more views, but my audience is not the same as your audience. My audience isn't necessarily interested in what you're talking about. So sure, it's going to get you more views and it's going to get you more reach and it's going to make you feel good, but it's not going to get any engagement because all it's basically doing is giving you views and you're starting to damage the audience of the other people that you're tagging. So you need to be very clear when you create that piece of content that you're doing it and you're creating that piece of content to help that other person's audience. And I know that there's a couple of people and I know some of you guys will be watching. If you're going to tag me in a post, I'm okay with that. And I haven't deleted any of them. But if you're going to tag me in a post, I want you to create a piece of content that helps my audience. Go and look at my audience. And if you can help my audience with some of their challenges and some of the issues that they have, and you clearly have facts to support that thinking, then I'm okay with that. But if you're going to create and post your regular content about your regular topic and there's no connection to my audience, it's not going to help you. And it's actually just going to piss people off. So it is really important, like and a guy tagged me this morning in selling, trying to sell alcohol. My audience isn't necessarily interested in alcohol, but I was tagged in that post. There's not, it's not even a very good post and it, and it didn't piss me off because I don't get upset. But I was like, dude, if you do that two more times, I'm going to block you. So, and I haven't messaged, but I would really like to help that person because they're trying to grow their business and I get they're trying to grow their business. But it's really important. That was one of the other tips I wanted to share with you guys today is you've got to think about the audience's experience, the customer's experience. So here's another tip for you. It's a really great question to use and I think about it all day, every day. What information is someone searching for that they don't currently have? What information is your audience searching for that they don't currently have? 
What information have you got that's really helpful that you can deploy at scale using social media that is going to that someone doesn't currently have? So I want you to write that down. What information is someone searching for that they don't currently have? Now that question applies to your LinkedIn posts because you can serve them a piece of information. They go, oh wow, I didn't realize that you could give me that information. That's so great that I that that I've got that information now and I can use that. And the more useful your information is and the more that it can be implemented, and implemented is the key word, so it's easy to understand, it's easy to implement, and it's easy to see the results, the more effective you're going to be. So I hope this helps you guys in terms of assembling some of the posts. Let me know, like yes, no, click, et cetera, hit the like button, et cetera, because that's really what I wanted to do with you guys today in terms of helping you with LinkedIn. Now, the, the next thing that I want you to understand in terms of one of the good things about LinkedIn, and then I'll call it a wrap, but it's just going to be a quick live stream today for you guys, is how to use the search function of LinkedIn. So how you can use the search function of LinkedIn is you can actually jump on and you can use that search bar and you can search all sorts of words. They're improving every day. They're working really hard on the search functionality of LinkedIn. So if there is a particular job description, a particular title, a particular skill of people that you want to reach, you can search for that. So you might want to get in contact with account managers. Search account manager. You might want to get in contact with, you know, mothers. You're going to search and you get responses for people that have mothers in their profile, the word mother in their profile. Uh, it might be, um, you know, women in business. And so if you search women in business and the LinkedIn functionality, you're going to get more people and you're going to start to see communities or groups of people and aggregated data. So I don't want you to search for a specific person. Oh, there's a person, I'm going to search for them. I want you to start playing with the search functionality. Now, the search functionality of LinkedIn reminds me of Google 15 years ago in terms of actually Googling or Yahoo when there was a couple of different search engines available. It reminds LinkedIn search functionality is going to continue to be improved. LinkedIn knows they're asking you to create content, that you're writing blog posts, you're posting videos, you're posting social media content. LinkedIn knows that they are progressively and slowly becoming a place on the internet that is not Google, that is available for people to find information, find the information that they don't currently have that they're searching for. So you are all early adopters in terms of what's happening here. And over the next 10 years, and it's going to be a long game, an infinite game, to quote Simon Siddick, you're going to start. So it's very important to not just be posting. It's very important to use all of the tabs in LinkedIn You've got a documents and PDF tab. You've got your post tab. You've got your likes and all activity tab. You've got all of those different tabs across your feed there to make sure that you're serving content on all of those platforms. Now, I just want to give you some insights in terms of how LinkedIn is working. And I apologize, this is a bit of a ram ramble and a rant and it's going everywhere. Right now, I want you to Google yourself. I want you to jump, jump on, open another tab or open another window or even after this presentation and Google yourself. And in 99% of cases, when you Google yourself, your LinkedIn profile is going to come up first. So what is starting to happen with LinkedIn is they're constantly serving their content. Google is crawling LinkedIn. And when you do a Google search for a whole bunch of content, LinkedIn is working pretty hard to make sure that their content on their platform in the LinkedIn environment gets served in Google searches so that they will bring more traffic from Google across into the LinkedIn platform. So it is really important. They're trying to encourage more people to sign up for LinkedIn to get profiles on LinkedIn. And then obviously more people will come in from search functionality. So I want you to be aware that the text in your posts, the text in your blog articles, the text in the things, the comments that you're writing is slowly being 
consolidated in the catalog, if you like, and is eventually going to start showing more effectively in search functionality on LinkedIn. So be aware of that. Now's the time. So if you've been thinking about writing more articles for LinkedIn, now's the time to do that. If you've been thinking about posting more organic videos on LinkedIn, now is the time to do that. And it doesn't need to be curated. It can be really basic videos straight from an iPhone. Keep them short because you remember the behavior of someone scrolling. Watch your behavior scrolling. And if you see something that's informative and insightful, then you're going to stop on that post. Um, it's also important to pay attention to the move of desktop users of LinkedIn across the mobile users of LinkedIn. So making sure that it's, it's good and interesting to watch the videos that you've got, particularly on, uh, on a mobile device. And the final thing I want to quickly say about videos is in, please ensure they've all got subtitles. If you set, up yourself, set yourself up with a YouTube channel, turn on the subtitles. You can export the videos. They have the subtitle embedded in the video. You can pull it down onto an iPhone and then you can post it up on LinkedIn as an, as an organic video. You can also go in and edit subtitles on YouTube. That's a whole other video that I'll do for you guys. But you can actually download your subtitles from YouTube. YouTube gives them to you for free organically. You can go in, it pulls out a CSV file. You can go in and fix the spelling mistakes and correct the words because the algorithm didn't hear, you, hear what you said properly. Then you can repost it to YouTube, pull it back down, and then post it into LinkedIn. It's a really great opportunity. Okay, I hope this has been helpful for everybody in terms of how you can frame up your post, how you can order your post, how you can organize your post to get more views and more engagement and more, eventually, more followers on LinkedIn. Please, it's a respectful community and please be thinking about reciprocity and giving. Followers follow you because you give value. So focus on your audience, focus on the followers that you currently have. Forget about getting more followers, focus on the followers that you currently have. Think about their challenges, think about the information that they're searching for that they don't currently have. Ask yourself, why are they following you in the first place? Ask yourself, what are they looking for help for? And ask them, what more help would they like? So I've got three questions for you guys this morning. What is it that I do that you like me doing? And do you want me to do it more often? Please let me know. Is there something that I don't do very often that I could do more regularly that would really help you? Please let me know. And what can I do for you to make you more effective? I'm really interested to know what I can do for you, how I can help with you, what information I can go get or I've got that's going to help you make you more effective and help you achieve your goals. That's my goal here. That's what I'm hoping to do right here on this platform on LinkedIn or on YouTube, depending on the channel with our social media. It's my goal to help you be more effective in your career and help your organization create an amazing customer experience, an amazing end user experience for your organization. Okay, happy to answer questions. Uh, I see Anne, Barbara, thanks for watching. Joe Dixon, thanks for watching. Um, Hit that like button if this has been really helpful for you guys. Um, I really appreciate that. I can't see. Uh, we've got Luke on YouTube. Um, okay, hello to Crown Construction Services in Perth. Thanks for joining us. So Crown Construction Services watching on YouTube, I want to give you some insights. You can search project managers. You can search building managers. You can search uh, tender managers. You can search procurement managers on LinkedIn. Uh, you can search for the kinds of people that are going to be searching for you for the next project. So LinkedIn is a really good opportunity for you in terms of understanding who you can network with. You can, I'm not sure of exactly the kinds of projects and types of projects you do, but you could search for architects and you could send a beautiful package uh, to, to architects to let them know that you exist. You could send them a portfolio of photographs of recent projects. Uh, you could reach out to engineers. So you can search engineers. You can search all those different titles that suit your business on LinkedIn 
And more importantly, start creating content that helps those people. What is the biggest challenge that an architect has that you can help with? You know, getting organized, attention to detail, you know, inform, information on new construction techniques, what works, what doesn't work, what's going to cause the costs to blow out on a project. If you, you know, in terms of building a good relationship and a partnership with architects, with engineers, with the designers, with the people that procure your services, going upstream and building relationships, then that's really going to help you. Yeah, I agree. Like it's, it, this is what I want to do with you guys is yes, if that's um, awesome information, I can help you really do a deep dive on that. If there is a particular skill of, you know, maybe the skill is design, you can search design on LinkedIn, you, then you can sort it by location. So you can search for architects in, and you can then filter by Perth, and that is going to give you architects in Perth in Western Australia. So for, for Crown Construction, who's watching from Western Australia, welcome. Um, so that is going to help you guys. So let me know if that was helpful, but you can use that search functionality to look for specific people to start connecting with. Then you can send them a direct message on LinkedIn or you can, you can follow them. You can start sharing their posts. If it's an architect that's done a great project, share it to your audience and say, hey, if you're looking for an architect, check these guys out. They've been doing some great work that we really love. And then reciprocity kicks in because you're building a network. And people forget that. You sit there behind your device. It's like, I want more followers. I want to do this. Forgetting that it's part of a network and it's giving. And, and the social media platforms are all about giving follower, leader. So you've got to lead. Leaders have to project the information. You have to create the content. You have to drive it. You have to be the authority, the thought leader, the public speaker, whatever that might be. So that is going to help you go through that particular process. There are, of course, some great people that I follow, which I would recommend that you following. And I can't do this and I don't know this information without those great helpful people. Obviously, Gary Vaynerchuk is somebody who's been mentoring us. He ran a great program earlier this year through Success Resources. Huge shout out to Michael Lane for co coordinating that particular event um, and introducing us to Tom Bailey, Jesse Itzler. Those guys, those are the guys that I'm following. That, that's who I get inspiration and motivation from. Ariana Huffington, um, you know, uh, Sahar Nashimi, who started Coffee Republic in the UK. Those are all great people that I follow because they deploy a huge amount of value and they focus on deploying value. They're not trying to monetize their audience. I'm not trying to monetize my audience. I'm just trying to be really helpful because they get a great sense of pride out of helping people when I get the messages back and say that was great. So I hope this has been helpful for you. Um, okay, yeah, Barbara McLeod, I agree with you. LinkedIn is your go-to place for networking. Uh, that's absolutely fantastic. Now, I'm going to talk in some future videos about how to use Google search and how to use YouTube more effectively to actually pick up the traffic. So those are the two search engines. You're more likely to pick up followers and people at the time when they need you through Google and YouTube by through search. So in future videos, I'm gonna be talking about how you can use YouTube, how you can use Google to actually put information on your website or your social platforms that will show up for people when they do the Google search. I need a construction company in Perth. And so I can show you how to do that. And we're gonna be talking more about what to put on your website. Remember your website is a new, unique place on the internet. Your LinkedIn page is a unique place on the internet. Your Facebook page is a unique place on the internet. Your TikTok page is a unique place on the internet. Your Instagram page is a unique place on the internet. So by rights, you've got to maintain six websites. In fact, here at Best Practice, we maintain about 20 different platforms. Uh, we produce over 500 unique pieces of content per week. Uh, to help our audiences in a whole bunch of different places. So yes, LinkedIn is, I really like LinkedIn as a platform, 
but I'm managing my risks by not deploying too many resources in one particular place. Our record, for those of you that are interested, is 2,500 posts in a week. And we're on our journey to get back to that level because we're finding more of the questions that we can answer and help more people with. That's our goal. Okay, so that's it for me. I just want to do a quick half an hour live stream, jump on with you guys, give you some insights into LinkedIn. So in this particular video, we went through how to assemble a post on LinkedIn. We went through how to actually post from a mobile device because it's more effectively than desktop. We talked about how to use LinkedIn and bring your friends and family and your network and your colleagues to the platform to get your existing network talking to you, which will get some of their network talking to you. And that's how you will build. So start outside of LinkedIn and bring people in and then start growing for that. The other thing we quickly talked about was how you can use that search tool to grow your organization. Uh, and I answered a couple of questions. So if you missed the start of this particular video, it gets left behind on my LinkedIn profile and on our YouTube channel as a recording. And you can go back and you can see some of those things that we covered. Shane Clements, you got a question. In a future program, could you do a session on using social media for job search? Uh, are you getting your profile out there or recommend who has that type of content? Uh, Shane Clements, I'm going to talk about that right now because I'm here to help people and it's the Q&A side of things that uh, really is what I want to be doing here with you guys. Okay, so it's very important, uh, Shane, to first and foremost start with the search function. If there is a particular role that you want in the future, I want you to start to think about the companies that may have that role. So you can use the search tool to search for the 10 or there will be 10 variations of the job title for the role that you're looking for. And so you want to start there. So you want to do your research first in terms of the 10 variations of the job title, then see how many people have that job and then start looking at the companies that have that job. Now, what I can guarantee is if you do a search, maybe Shane you, uh, on YouTube, Shane Clements, maybe you could post the title so I can give you some better examples of a type of role and I'll give you some exact examples so I can give you the results. But say, for example, Shane, you were, you were posting, um, sorry, you were searching for procurement manager and there's going to be 10 different ways that people, because LinkedIn is sort of fairly organic and it's fairly raw. People post the title on LinkedIn that's not necessarily what's on their job description. They'll post what they are because they think that, that the market's going to value that more. So with regards to that title, try and find the 10 different variations. Look at the results at the top, and that will give you a size of market. What I can guarantee is once you can understand the number of organizations, say there's 100 organizations that have that title or 1,000 organizations, I guarantee that 3% of the marketplace will be looking to fill that exact role at those companies. Then your job is just to figure out who those companies are and work out whether you want to apply for a role there. So if you have the time, if you are unemployed, you can go, okay, so HSEQ manager. So health, safety, environment, quality manager, you can search quality, safety, environment, health manager, for example. So the different arrangements of health, safety, environment, quality. Now I know for a fact, because I search that specific title on a regular basis, that here in Australia, as an example, there are 34,000 people with quality manager, those words, quality manager, in their title. Now that's really good news because that probably represents, uh, you know, they might offer, there would rarely be more than one quality manager at an organization. There's potentially maybe two in some instances. So we can assume that 20,000 organizations have quality managers as an example. And then we can assume, and my brain's not working today, so I'm going to quickly do the calculations, that I can tell you that if we just go 20,000 times 0.05, I can tell you that there are 1,000 organizations right now because that's 5% of the market, maybe 800 organizations right now looking to recruit a quality manager. 
So if you were to do health, safety, environment, quality, HSEQ, it's important that some people will write safety manager. Some people will write quality and environment manager, health, safety, quality, environment manager, or SHEQ manager, S-H-E-Q, is more common than HSEQ. And so it really doesn't matter because it's how somebody has registered their LinkedIn profile. What we're looking for is who are the companies and their sizes that have those roles then I know, and, and, and this is from statistical research and books that I've read, Chet, The Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes is a great book. He guarantees, and I've validated this, 3% of the marketplace are in the market at any one time. That is going to give you a list of potential companies you know, in the geographical region that you search. So you filter that search by geographical region, could be city, uh, could, be, uh, could be country, that'll give you the organization. So once you've got an understanding of the organizations, then it's doing a bit more due diligence around which ones of them might be in the market. Once you've got that information, then you can specifically write your LinkedIn profile specifically targeted at those organizations or those industries. So if you're looking to change industry or you're not fussed about the industry you go into because you are looking for a role, then that's okay. But if you are specifically, you could say qualified health, safety, environment, quality manager in construction. I'm passionate about helping the health and safety of of workers in the construction industry. I'm more passionate about helping people build assets and helping the clients that engage construction companies to have a great experience. I'm really passionate about managing quality in construction. I'm really passionate about managing health and safety in construction. I'm really passionate about environment sustainability and sustainable construction. And I'm really passionate about helping the organization that I work for achieve those amazing outcomes for its stakeholders. Now, the cool thing about this is that all just got recorded and I just dictated to you your LinkedIn profile. You can take all that text, go back and listen to it after the recording. You can take all that and put that in your introduction. Then what you can be basically doing is sending direct messages via LinkedIn to the people who would be the managers of that position. Now, I know this sounds like a lot of work, but it's going to guarantee you that you're more likely to be able to get the role that you want at the organization that you want because I tell you this. I'm doing some recruitment at the moment. We run best practice talents, a recruitment business. I am far more motivated in helping people who I can see are putting effort in than somebody who just clicks submit on a role. There's nothing more frustrating than people responding to our LinkedIn ads for roles with our recruitment company than the people who just press submit with their CV. There's no cover letter. There's no rest message. There's no start to the relationship. You know, they're not, you know, virtually coming up and saying, hello, Kobe. Pleased to meet you. I understand that you're in the market for a health, safety, environment, quality manager. I see you've got some roles advertised. People who just like bang, submit CV, and it's just bang, 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 numbers game. It's just a waste. It's a, they're wasting their time because we cull those straight away. So it's the people that take the time to say, I'm really passionate about your organization. I'm really passionate about this opportunity. I'm really keen. I really, I'm really inspired by the customers that you work with. I, I really like the people. I feel I would be a good fit with the culture. I've definitely got the skills to help, then it's only going to be a matter of time before you can find an organization that's going to say, hey, we want you because you showed initiative in terms of how to get this. So that little bit of due diligence that you do at the beginning to find, you know, filter through everything to find a more likely place to be looking for a role, you do that work, you're going to get a more likely result. And more often than that, you're going to find an amazing role at an amazing company because you did the hard work, you put in the effort up front. So Shane, I hope that helps. So let me just see, in a future program, could you do a session using social media for job search? Are you getting your profile out there? Okay. 
Um, how important do you think it is that the uh, prospective employers see a face-to-face -face name or some type of video CV application? Look, I think at the moment, because of the COVID crisis, I think, I think that's a good thing. Let me tell you this. Um, the more videos that I do, the more that people feel that they know me. And, and because of the consistency of those, of those videos, I get asked questions, or my team, my team get asked questions, is Kobe really like that? And they're like, yeah, he is. What you see is what you get. He's not different on the camera to how he is in life. I'm an open, happy, chipper personality. Yeah, I get down some days because my job's stressful. I have 52 people that report to me, uh, 52 people that I'm trying to help them with their lives and improve their lives. That, get, that turns into chaos some days if it's not well-controlled and well-organized. But from that perspective, I think that right now, I wouldn't say one video. I might say four or five videos. Um, we've, we've been looking, we do stalk people's Facebook pages when we're doing recruitment um, in our recruitment business. We look at their Instagram profile. We look at their social media because we're very heavy on social media here in our business. So I think that, um, you know, what you're commenting on, what you're posting on on LinkedIn is important. But I think that the personal touch is always going to win, Shane. So, so I think that... Um, Yes, you could do a video if they specifically ask for it, but please don't be scared of picking up the phone and trying to get through the gatekeeper and say, I'm really, so calling up the organization if you haven't got a direct number. So remember, you can do the search. The more senior the managers are at the organization, the more likely they are to have a LinkedIn profile. So it's not very hard to work out who would be the manager of that position in the organization. But if you ring a CEO of a construction company or if you ring reception and you say, look, I'm a health, safety, environment quality manager, I'm really passionate. I'm really, really a massive fan of what you're doing in your organization, the types of projects you're doing. I was wondering if I could spend, if I could speak to the CEO and spend five minutes on the phone just asking what they really value in prospective recruits. What are they looking for in recruits to the organization? You're going to be more likely because the CEO is going to go, oh my God, this person is passionate and motivated. They want to work for us. They are trying to work to be an employer of choice and you're choosing to want to work for them. So companies focusing on being employers of choice are receptive to you reaching out. Does that make sense? So if, if somebody just blocks you and asks you because you're showing initiative and motivation, move on because you don't want to work for them anyway. Because you're not trying to sell a pitch to them. You're saying, I want to know what you guys value to see if I'm a really good fit for your organization. I know I can add a huge amount of value, but I want to check in on that. So I think, Shane, yeah, of course, you could practice doing a few videos, and I wouldn't say no to that. But the personal touch is always going to win because you want to show your enthusiasm, your motivation, and you're specifically reaching out. Now, one disclaimer, you're going to get rejected. So it's a numbers game. It's about having a pool of 10 companies or 20 companies that you want to approach and knowing that 3% of those companies are in the market right now. And it's just, so when you, if you get rejected, no, you can't talk to them. There's two things. Persistence is really important because you really want that, don't negotiate your goals. If you're setting that goal, it's only going to be a matter of time before that company employs you. It's only going to be a matter of time. Now, it might be a long time, and that's going to be hard financially if you don't have a role, and I get that, but it is persistence. And my persi I just want to give you an example. My persistence over this COVID crisis of going live twice a week is paying massive dividends for our organization. Do we want to do it every week? No, there's shit going on. We've renovated an office. We've had renovations going in the office next door. We've moved around rooms. Uh, our studio is almost finished, but there's people in the office today and we don't have soundproofing. So we move back to one of the old meeting rooms in the other office. You know, but persistence really is the key because people respect that. They see consistency. So I know it's been a long answer to your question, um, but I think from prospective employers, 
Um, see a face-to-face -face name. Yes. Um, name to a face. Can I have five minutes on Zoom with you? I just want to find out what's going on in your organization, whether I would be a good fit because I'm, I intend on coming on and being employed with your organization in the future. And I want to make sure I'm setting myself up correctly so I'll be a valuable asset for you. Now, I know that's going to take time and I know that doesn't serve your need right now. But if you can understand that 3% of the companies that you find in your search are in the market right now, then it's only just going to be a short amount of time to find out who's recruiting. That might help you with a role right now. And then eventually you'll get the role that you want down the track. So Shane, I hope that's helped. I see LinkedIn now has stories. How can I use this to fit into my job search? Just use the recommendations or add something different. No, no. Stories are exactly the same. <clears throat> LinkedIn has stories. I would encourage everybody to be using stories. Uh, right now, the audience on LinkedIn is not accustomed to checking out stories. They're more, th they're more looking at them from an interest perspective. So yes, moving on stories. I feel really guilty that I haven't done enough LinkedIn stories because I've got the capacity to do it. I've got the capability to do it, but I haven't got the capacity. Uh, I want to do link more LinkedIn stories myself. I think it's really good to be sharing insights and thoughts to your audience. Now, because you're looking for a role, your audience is prospective employers and managers. So you could start your story video or, or post or comment with, if you're a design manager or if you're an, a project engineer who has health, safety, environment, quality managers or has health, safety, environment, quality risks around you, three things to consider this week as you're trying to manage your company are this, this, and this. So those could be the kinds of things that you could add to your story. Um, and then, but you've got, to, you've got to add that to the fact that you're trying to connect with those prospective design engineers, project engineers, construction managers, um, project directors, uh, construction CEOs. So connecting with those people, so sending connection invitations to the CEOs, uh, and some of them aren't going to accept them, but a lot of them may because they're looking for more followers too. So sending connection invitations to CEOs, to design engineers, to construction directors, to construction managers, to design managers, whatever it might be at the different Sorry, I'm thinking construction because I'm in construction mode, but you could be asking those questions. Uh, you could be asking those questions of those people. Uh, anybody who's watching on LinkedIn, if you have got questions, I'm answering the YouTube questions right now, but if you're on LinkedIn and you're watching, uh, if you've got specific questions, happy to answer them. Um, so does that make sense? So you've got to do those sort of two things at once. You've got to be uh, sending connection invitations and then direct messages saying, hello, hey, great to be connected. Um, if, if you're somebody who is concerned about health, safety, environment, and quality issues, and you want some insights, I'm always here to help. Reach out to me if you've ever got a question. Um, and that's going to help you filter through to find those 3% of companies that have uh, roles right now that are, are, are vacant and are recruiting. Um, uh, so that would be fantastic. Uh, stay in touch with, um, with obviously Joanne Dixon, who is the head of our talent acquisition at Best Practice Talent. She's watching on the LinkedIn feed right now. Uh, so Shane, uh, make sure you connect with Joe because health, safety, environment, quality roles do come up with us from time to time. So reaching out to recruiters as well. So it's, it's, it's an omnipresent approach is going to help you um, be more effective. And the fact that you've just listened to everything that I've said, if you can implement 50% of what I've said, I guarantee you're going to have a role before you know it uh, in the company you want to work at. Um, okay. Um, in fact, Shane, let me know where you're watching from. Uh, because I was literally on the phone for half an hour this morning with someone uh, who is struggling to get people. They are like under-resourced on a large infrastructure project in Parramatta in Sydney. Um, and I was speaking to quite a senior safe safety manager this morning um, in Brisbane. Okay, excellent. So um, uh, send me an email to kobe at bestpractice.biz 
and I'm going to put you in touch with someone. Maybe it's going to work. Maybe it's not going to work, but uh, certainly it's going to help you build your network. Okay. Um, so Crown Constructions. Uh, thanks, mate. Got to go. Thank you very much for watching. Um, excellent. So uh, just come back to this video. Uh, it's always going to be here in our YouTube channel. You just need to cycle back. So uh, they've just asked for the link, but it's always sitting here in the, um, in the LinkedIn feed. Okay. Uh, are there any further questions? Apologies, I'm missing all the LinkedIn comments. Okay, um, so uh, thanks for what. Let me know where you're watching from. So those of you that have come on, Barbara, welcome again. Um, City, I hope I've said your name correctly in Indonesia. Uh, people in Sydney, thanks for watching. Um, Peter Ellis, thank you very much. I appreciate your comments there. Uh, who else have we got there? Um, okay, and if you need help with anything, please reach out. You know, I'm always happy to help. Okay, I think I've got everyone's comments. Um, so if you liked this video, please do me a favor and share it in the comments there. If there's somebody who is trying to grow their LinkedIn audience and they want some help with LinkedIn, please comment, tag them in the comments or tag them in the, in the post or share the post with them. You can always copy. Uh, that's my goal. I will do more LinkedIn videos for you guys because I know people want them. And of course, um, I'll do some more stuff on YouTube. I'll bring in some more YouTube videos as we go. Hello, Stan. I didn't see you there in the comments. Uh, welcome back to our session. Okay, uh, that's a wrap. I went a little bit over time, unless of course anyone's got any questions, I'm just gonna get Luke's attention and say I'm about to finish. So uh, he can turn it all off. Uh, so um, if you have got comments, please reach out to me um, and uh, we, can, uh, we can do that stuff. No worries, Shane, you're absolutely welcome. Smash that like button for me, that really helps me with uh, our growth and helps the algorithm pay attention to the fact that we're doing great content. If there's anything specifically that you guys want me to cover, you want me to do more of, please let me know. If there's a particular answer, if there's something that I can do to help you be more effective, please let me know either in the comments or reach out to me with a direct message. You can always get me with a direct message. More comments, I apologize. Yeah, if you've got more, um, if you've got more comments or if you need more help with any of this stuff, please reach out to me. So anything I can do to help you be more effective, I'll go get the information if I don't already have it. If I haven't got the experience, I'll go get the experience. So I can share my experience. Uh, we're practicing a lot with a few of the different algorithms right now on our social media challenge. Uh, yes, there's an army of people behind best practice. There's 11 people over there in the team today uh, handling all the socials and marketing for best practice, which is really exciting. And we've got some really cool stuff coming down the pipeline now that we're sort of getting back to work uh, with this COVID crisis. But I think the one message from my perspective that I've seen is that I didn't pull back in the COVID crisis. I went even harder. I've been working longer hours. I've been thinking more effectively. I've had less meetings. So I've had more time to think. So take the time to think, take the time to push and don't push back. Don't pull back, push forward. Heaps of people have pulled back. You can sort of see people going back to work now, but I can say that our results that we're getting right now our business hasn't felt better. And, and I know the COVID crisis has hurt us financially, but we're seeing more organic activity than we've ever seen in any form of paid advertise in our business. And that's as a result of doing more content that's more helpful, that's more focused on the audience. And yes, we've pivoted our conversations. I'm not here talking about policies and procedures. I'm talking about LinkedIn. So is there a parallel topic that you can start talking about to de-risk what you're doing because it's you find people are going to find it really helpful. So please go ahead and do that. And if your company needs specific help around leveraging LinkedIn to identify and find more customers, please reach out to me and, and grab some time. It's not a service that I charge for. 
but I learn because helping you helps me learn and it helps our organization and it's a win-win for everybody. So uh, you can reach out to me. Direct message me on LinkedIn is the best place to get me. I do get lots of messages, but we filter through them pretty quickly. So uh, we can go ahead and do that. Okay. If you don't see me out and about, you guys know how this goes, right? You've all been here long enough. If you don't see me out and about, if you don't see me out on the streets of Sydney, because I'm not going internationally because the flights are closed and everybody's grounded. But if you don't see me out and about, you'll definitely see me right here. You know how it goes. Next time on Best Practice TV. Bye for now.